So, ladies and gentlemen, we have Veronica joining us today. Veronica is a self-made woman. She is the owner of two curly hair salons, and I had the pleasure of getting a cut from her, and she is amazing and and decided to join us on this podcast. She is a working mommy. She has a nine-year-old daughter and a four-year-old son, and she is a powerhouse. She has been able to uh, multiply her earnings and get a second business going because she believes in the power of continuing and finding a way through all the hardships. So with that said, Veronica, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Now, Veronica, um, you mentioned that you had your first child at 23 and, you know, you had your second child about five years later. So why don't you share with us a little bit about your pregnancies? Um, so my first first pregnancy um of course was something new I've had never been pregnant before so it was definitely different um your, your body just changes unbelievably um the scariest part was I actually had my daughter well I almost had my daughter at 24 weeks she was very little um I had been working throughout my pregnancy and my husband was away he was actually um in the army and he was overseas in Iraq uh I was basically, um, you know, by myself pregnant uh, till he was away. And we knew he had leave, which was um, when the baby was born, we were kind of going to take a guess, like when she would come, because you actually just never know. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was just nine very scary months um, for me, for him, for the baby. Like, it was just a lot, um, especially being that young. It was a little different to experience this type of like stress and life changes. Like my life could have gone so many ways if my husband would have never made it back. Right. Um, Or if my, you know, daughter didn't have a dad, like it was just all these crazy emotions and different things that could happen. Um, However, I pulled through it. I still worked. Like I said, I I ended up at the hospital at 24 weeks. Um, I used to work at Diva Sean Salon in New York. That's where like all Diva Curl and everything started. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it was hard because, you know, I tried to work to keep my mind away from all these things, from thinking all of this. And plus, I love work. I love what I do. I, I love being with people. And it's great to talk and hear other people. I learn from them. They learn from me. We get to share so many stories. So it would keep me going. Um, once I had my daughter, then it really became a little harder. Um, in the sense mm-hmm. I couldn't work in the city anymore. It became hard for me um, to work those type of hours to commute, although I live very close to the city. However, it was different. I was a mom. I had to take care of my daughter, get her to daycare, and figure out, like, so many schedules. I mean, if it wasn't for my family, my sister helping me, it, it was hard. My mom, my mother-in-law, like, I, it takes a whole village. When they say that, right. it's so true. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, you know, I had all their support. I was able to, to work. Um, I went down to working from full time to three days a week. Um, but as a hairdresser, working three days a week on your busiest days, it's, it's a lot. It's like a full time job. Exhausting. Yeah. So um, I worked Thursday, Fridays and Saturdays until my daughter got a bit older. When she got older, she went to daycare. It was a little easier. And I decided to open up um, a hair salon, which was Jersey Curl Salon. My first one um, when she was two. So that was back in 2012. Um, I said, you know what? At this point, like, let's just, I got to make this happen. Um, I have 
this big clientele, people keep finding me, I need to do something. And for her, for her to see that, you know, women can do this. My mommy did this. So I took the chance. I, you know, it's a gamble in life. So I took it, opened up the first shop and it went very well. Um, we grew out of the space we were in. It was, you know, me by myself at the beginning. I had a few people who would help me and then um, grew out of the space very quickly in like a three year, I guess, three year mark. Um, we, we grew out of it, went into our second location, um, closed that one down. And then that's when I had my son. Um, in the midst of being pregnant for my son, I ended up getting this place. Um, I jumped the gun. I still had, uh, I still had, you know, some time left in my lease for my first place. But this place, I always dreamed. I, it was on the corner, and I always used to drive by and say to my husband, "I, I want this place." So, my son was only six months old, and I took the chance. I said, "I'm going to do this." I ended up um, having a great pregnancy with him. With him, it was so much easier because I wasn't as sick with him and I feel like I kind of knew what I was expecting in the sense of like I knew what my body had to do so I was able to work throughout the whole time he was actually um a late he was late two weeks um which is <laughs> funny because he was supposed to be they assumed that he was going to come earlier um but he didn't and you know ever since then my journey hasn't been that easy but hard um mom mom's jobs are like it's totally I mean they don't give us enough credit I think like, oh my gosh yeah it's all encompassing it's never ending it's it doesn't pay ending. you money right it's like <laughs> you leave your job and then you're clocking into another one like exactly it, it's it's a lot you know sometimes we have good days sometimes they're bad days um for instance today it was a great day because my son actually woke up early and I wasn't battling him for like 30 minutes Mm-hmm. So it's um it's it's a lot that comes with you know working and, and being a mom. It's it's trying to find balance and just keep going. I'm so glad to hear that you had a village to be able to support you and so that you could take those risks and go out when you had a little two-year-old daughter and do it again when you were with your second pregnancy. I think I really want to highlight that to our listeners. You know, sometimes you see women say, oh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to get pregnant. So I'm not going to go up for that promotion. I'm not going to go jump on this new opportunity. And they start to kind of mentally hold themselves back from opportunities, even with the thought of pregnancy, let alone when they're actually pregnant and let alone when the baby's born. So I love that you didn't let any of that hold you back. And you were just like, no, I'm going to go full force in the face of all of that. Yeah, no, it's it's true. A lot of women won't do it. They'll say, "Well, I'm pregnant." I, some women, I mean, everyone's different. Some will say, "I can't, I can't work." However, I'm the total opposite. I like overwork myself. <laughs> but um, I, uh, I believe you can. You need that space as a mom. You need that time for you because when you're a mom, your life changes in a way that you're not dependent on. Um, and your, your kids depend on you, your family, you have so many things to juggle around and do. And, you know, it's crazy, but you need your you time. This is what made you, this is what, um, you know, this is who you are and your kids need to see that as well. To Absolutely. Setting a good role model that, early on. Yes, that, yes, for sure. So it's, it's that, that's so important, I think. Now, share with me a little bit about what your postpartum time looked like the first time around um you know I, I know you mentioned that your partner was 
out on deployment in Iraq. So did he get to come back when your daughter was born? And how was your second postpartum as well? Um, well, the first time um, he actually made it to the birth of, of the baby, um, I had chosen day to get induced, but I actually went on my own natural labor the day before the day I was supposed to get induced. And um, he made it on time. I had called him a few days before when I had some contractions coming along. And I said, you know, I, I think it's happening soon. And then I'm like, you should just come because they get two weeks. So my, my husband was able to make it. He was able to watch the birth. That was one of the scariest things in my life because I thought he wasn't going to make it. I um, held that baby in. Like they said, the doctor was like, you need to push. You need to come to, to the hospital. I'm like, I can't. I'm waiting for my husband. Not until he gets here am I going to give birth to this child. <laughs> they were like, no. I remember like going to get my nails done and I was doing a pedicure and they were like are you in labor I'm like yes just continue doing my nails please <laughs> and the lady was so scared and she was like I just don't want you to have the baby here I'm like don't worry don't worry I'll be fine and you know my family my mother-in-law everyone was so worried I'm like I could do this and um you know anyhow um then he left he had to go after the two weeks and that's when reality really kicked in because I had wow. a baby. So um, he was home for two weeks. Yeah, that's it. I hadn't wow. seen him almost a year before that. So he came home to a pregnant wife that he's never even seen before and a big belly that I had. You know, Skype was a thing then. We didn't really have so much like, you know, the FaceTime working as well overseas at that time. And um, it was, yeah, it was a little bit stressful and I mean I had a lot of family support my mother my sister and my nieces but it, it was hard because it was just me and her by ourselves um you know we lived on our own we we talked to my husband as much as we could through skyping and making her hear his voice doing voice recording so she would hear him she didn't actually we didn't get to actually be back together once he was back for good until she was that when she was seven months old um so i'm like holding back tears you're so strong bro. Uh -huh. i'm so emotional for you <laughs> well i'm postpartum right now oh, i'm only okay. three months postpartum oh so no i, I get you <laughs> yeah I, i'm like that too ever since i had kids like i can't i always cry about everything every little thing like, <laughs> um but yeah so, so i ended up um you know getting him back in seven months and we started our life from there. It was different, you know. He came home to a wife, a kid, like real, like a different totally lifestyle than what he had been. He had been in the army for many years and it was different for him. You know, I was getting used to having somebody who had um, P PSD and, and it, it's, a, it's a lot that came with it. Um, yeah. Now I'm getting emotional because, yeah, it was... It was a rough time, but it, it was great. I, that that showed me how like strong I could be, even with my baby. I never I never gave up. I'm like you know it's all in God's hands, and we'll see what you know what was meant for me. The universe has something always. I think I believe in that, and um, yeah, it worked out great. Um, we bought our first house like a few years after that, and then um, I had my son. And then my son, um, I was considered a high risk for the reason of when my first pregnancy, my daughter, since I almost had her at 24 weeks, they had, they were scared. So they had to put me under high risk, which was fine. Although my pregnancy was totally not high risk at all. It was great. 
um, it was so much different having somebody in, a, in your companion next to you the whole time. Like, it, mm-hmm. it was very different. It was, it felt like almost like the first time because he was able to really see the progress of even my body changing, like everything, all my crazy cravings and like just everything, being able to see an ultrasound without having it to be like recorded or sent through you through an email. Like it was so different. Um, And I know less to find out it was a boy. You know, my family was so thrilled. They come from a family of girls. So once they got (laughs) the boy, (laughs) they were all so happy. And, you know, he was happy. My husband, I was happy. Everybody. Um, It was the greatest gift. So Silas was definitely what a great baby he was. Um, However, um, my son, as soon as like, let's say 15 months started, I started hitting postpartum. Um, and that was very hard. So as you know, I, I was working, I was trying to balance both mom and work, new shop, more employees. Um, I realized my son was so difficult. Um, he became, uh, you know, like terrible twos at an early age. And mm-hmm. I was just like overwhelmed from trying to have, you know, my daughter, him, work. I was really, I I felt like at times I didn't actually even want to be home. I would want to, like, run out because it it was, like, so I I was afraid. I didn't even know where to start. I didn't know what to do. I I would just, like, cry. And I would be like, I I can't do this. Like, I'm I'm so scared. I would run out. I would tell my mom, like, I need to go somewhere. I'll be right back. I need to get something. It was just to really sit in the parking lot of Target just like to, right. to like get just run away minutes. yeah and run away and like say like how did my life become this like this is crazy like I, I have no time like for nothing and you know it may sound so dramatic but as a woman you understand that and mm-hmm. you feel like everything's on you and everything's on you even if it's just like what are we gonna make for dinner what are they gonna eat I'm not up with laundry I look myself I'm like I'm looking like shit at this point like what is wrong with me? Um, it becomes very overwhelming and then, you know, frustrating when you can't do also certain things. Like I have some of my friends that are single and don't have kids and seeing them do things that I couldn't do, or I can just freely just go on. And I knew I could, I had to find a sitter. By the time I found a sitter, everyone's leaving happy hour because I finally bathed my kids and they're ready to eat. (laughs) And then I'm ready to go. And they're like, well, we're going home now. And I'm like, Oh shoot. Like, and that would make me like these little things. I would be like, wow. Like, I know it sounds sometimes so stupid, but it, I think, us as women and moms, like we need our time too. Um, and men need to understand that too, whether it's like to go do your nails, to go get some coffee, to go get a drink, get some food with your friends. It is so necessary, especially when you work because you're doing now two full-time jobs and yeah. you're over, like you're overworking yourself. Imagine having two full-time jobs. Like that's, to me, that's crazy. And it really, I've come to realize that's what it really is. It's two jobs. One that you get paid and one you don't get paid for. <laughs> one, one pays you in love and one pays you in money. <laughs> right. Um, thank you for sharing that. You know, for the listeners, I really want them to understand, like, 
you know, we don't share this to scare you. We just share this because this is the absolute reality. And talk about being raw and delicate and vulnerable in this podcast. I mean, Veronica, you literally just hit all of those elements because um, when you're in it, I know you said the word like, oh, it may sound stupid. But you know what? I think it may only sound stupid to those who don't go through it because we wish you a good postpartum. We wish you the ability and the mental capacity to love your kids endlessly without ever wanting to lose your crap and run away. But for the women who don't get that, I want to create a space for them. I want them to know, yes, it does feel that overwhelming. And yes, you don't want to lose who you were before, but you also love who you are as your parent. But doing that full time just doesn't call you particularly like for you being a balancing act of working mommy is what calls you and so talk to me a little bit about um you know your that so that postpartum hit you about 15 months yeah um and so how did you get out of that and talk to us about where you feel you're at today now with your second business and (laughs) full-blown mommy of two well um after that I Actually, it was kind of, it's been very, kind of more stressful after that because I've started realizing that um, my son was a little difficult. He was like, yeah, you're a typical boy, but yet I started noticing little things with him. Like, I'm like, he wasn't talking. Um, he was, he didn't talk so soon. He was a delayed, delayed at talking. He didn't start talking until after he was three. Um, I noticed that because his language barrier wasn't there, um, he couldn't communicate what he wanted. He was very aggressive. He was very, um, like, he couldn't tell emotion. He had a very hard time with emotions. Um, that became kind of like a hard step for a while, for the last three years, I think, with me and my husband, because my husband would say, there's nothing wrong with him. He's a boy. There's nothing. You're just looking to find something. It's just you don't, you're losing your patience. And And I kept saying, no, no, like, I just need somebody to evaluate my son and to see, like, I need a professional because I, I don't think it's me. And if it's me, that's, that's totally fine. You know, I'll do what I have to do if it's me that I need the help or the skills to learn how to handle my child. But I don't know. So as time went on, um, just, just recently, actually, actually last week, we, we finally found after going through so many so much research of finding the right uh what they call behavioral therapist for for children uh, Mm -hmm. pediatric therapy and um just to see and get him evaluated to see because even though after he started speaking um we still have been going through so much with him so it kind of became very difficult he was he's definitely not my easy child (laughs) um and he's so smart he's so fun and funny and cute but there was just I I knew there was something so my husband was just like I I, you know sometimes men I think uh, are a little in denial especially when it comes to their sons their kids it's a little different and they feel like I don't want you to labelize my son I don't want my son to be you know diagnosed with something that's not just because you feel so long story short we ended up to, to the right doctor and he just got diagnosed with ADHD Um, and yeah, I, I, you know, she was great. He was there to see everything that was done. It was done, you know, very professionally. And I think the best way, um, that it was done and my husband saw like in front of his eyes, I think that was actually more heartbreaking to me that he finally like saw it 
where right. I didn't think it was like just me. It, and I kept saying, we have to get on the same boat and we're not on the same page right now. Like you're not accepting something because you think it's horrible. And this doesn't make my son any less smarter, any less anything. It's just, we need to learn how to handle this child. He's, it's not the same child as your first. And, and, it's something you, you know, these kids don't come with manuals. You have to really, you learn as you go and you, they're new to you. Every, every child, they might be the same sibling and come from the same mother and father, but they're different. Absolutely. I have definitely noticed that my husband and I, you know, we keep being like, oh, let's just do everything we did for our daughter. And I'm just starting to recognize exactly that lesson you're, you're, um, hitting on right now is every child is different and what works for one child might not be what works for the other and it can be overwhelming to feel like yeah you already had a baby but really you're back at step one this baby is a whole new baby you got to yes. find out what works what doesn't work and you have to treat it with as much care as your first because I think I don't know I grew up with the idea that like oh you you know the the first one raises the second one and then third and then like, right. <laughs> yes, of on. course. And that's like something I realized, like I kept comparing him to my daughter and I could say, well, my daughter did this. She talked at by two. She was like a little talking machine and he's like so different. I'm like, why does he act like this? Why is he so crazy? And like all over the place. Oh my God. Like she would be able to sit, but remember they're boy and it's a girl. And also they're two different people. And that's, what's pretty amazing. Um, you know, I've looked at it in like such a positive way. We've made so many different changes now at home um, with with this that we just found out. Um, and, you know, I said it's better to get the help now so that this helps, you know, my son one day be able to cope with it and be able to work around this because it's not like, you know, thankfully he's a healthy child. This is nothing that mm -hmm. I want anybody to feel bad for or for him to feel like he's different or from everybody else it, it's just learning how to cope with it I mean with all this as it is I already suffer from a lot of anxiety and this has given me more anxiety because his personality with mine is totally uh you know like a spark to it and um yeah it, it's hard when you have two totally different personality of kids and it, it's you know, it's learning to be around it myself because I've never had to or been in a situation where I need to learn how to like work around something that I love the most and learning how to figure him out. Um, and it's just, it's been quite a ride, <laughs> um, but mm -hmm. you know, we're doing it. And now that I have the two businesses now, I have two salons. I don't know what I was thinking when I did this, <laughs> but um, I just, happened to see us and I told my husband I'm like look I'm planning on maybe opening up a second one he's like what do you mean and I'm like um well we're kind of growing out of the one I mean initially he goes you were going to do an upgrade weren't you like update change it a little so you could fit a more you know more chairs maybe in there I'm like yeah but something just I don't know felt like saying you know what we're just really cannot fit in here we just got to do this let me do this I I've dreamed of having a salon in Edgewater um from the beginning since day one um and when this came about I was like yes this is it Veronica just do it what's the worst that could happen so everything seemed to like go so easily like easy going everything I feel like when it's meant for you it's meant for you um 
you meet people um, for certain reasons. They get put in your way. Like everything's easy when it's meant for you. Um, and even if you have a little bit of, you know, a little bit of stepping stones there, but it, it, you get there. And it was a little, you know, crazy for me this summer trying to now be home with the kids from school. And then on top of that work and get this place going at the same time as I have another salon uh, with other people working and myself. So somehow we did it, um, you know, with the help of my husband, he helped me put this place together as well. And it worked out. Now we're here. I mean, um, just last night I was saying to my husband, my God, it was our first crazy like week of work mm-hmm. because we're back to, oh, yeah, back to school. Yeah, back to school. And I'm like, it's, I was so happy to see both salons. I mean, we all were drained, but we were all like, FaceTime each other at like five o'clock and we're like, are you dead? And we're like, yes, we are too. Did you eat? No. And that's how you know, as a hairdresser, you had a good day. So um, yeah, so that's, that's it for my part. Well, you know, for my experience. Yeah. Well, and you know, listeners, a quick plug. So uh, Jersey Curl Salon has two locations in the show notes. We'll be putting all the information so you guys can check out her salon, support small local business. And I also want everyone to know that, you know, I met Veronica, I think, was it like your first month at your salon, your new location? Yeah. And she was so welcoming and I was there with my, you know, two and a half month old son who was crying. And I was, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, am I going to interrupt all these other women who are like getting their haircuts and, you know, this is their self-care away from their kids. And she has a little space that's enclosed for the kids to play and for moms to hang out. And she was so welcoming and just, you know, go do what you need to do, change the baby. And so she's really not only being a businesswoman, but she is creating that village for her clients as well. And I just really wanted her to know that I felt really loved and appreciated and safe in her um, salon. And that's why I jumped at the opportunity to get to know her better and to invite her to this podcast. Um, Everyone I have interviewed has agreed. We believe that the universe delivers what you need when you need it. And so one of the things I like to close the podcast with is the opportunity for you to ask the universe what would you like or what can you give so a listener can connect with you on? Okay. So I give you the floor. All right. Well, um, I truly believe um, if you believe you want something so bad, you could, you could always do it. There's never doubt on earth, um, you know, and you could do anything, whether, whether it's little goals, big goals, but whatever you do, you've got to do it with love and the full and purest energy of your whole self to put into anything. And, the universe tells you, um, I feel like, what, what's meant for you. Everything, everybody that's, that's in your way, everybody you meet, everything that happens is for a reason. We are not supposed to have all great days. And, you know, if it wasn't for the bad days, it wouldn't make us stronger or better. Um, we need these kind of stepping stones in life. And I've learned from my own, sometimes you could say, yeah, but how, how, I, I, why is this happening to me? Because I say that quite a lot to myself, but you got to really sit down and think about how blessed you are for the things you do have. Um, the, the stuff that you've always wished and prayed you had. And that's something I really think about a lot now. Um, and just, you know, if you believe that you can have anything in the world, if you work hard for it, if you're genuinely just kind to the world and 
you give back, you're just a good person. It's, I, I've learned that from my, my mom, myself. Like she's always said, never be envious with what others have. Always, you know, everyone's destined to have what they have because, you know, it's just the way the world works, the way the universe works and you will have what is meant for you. So I truly believe that. And, and I hope that everybody who hears this podcast um, could really, you know, feel a little bit of that and never doubt yourself. And especially not as a mother, you are not alone. We are all here. And like in the same boat, some of us, you know, some of us are still sitting in the parking lot of Target, maybe as we're doing this. <laughs> For real? <laughs> so it's, it's okay. Um, it's okay. It's okay to break down a little bit sometimes, but you got to get back up and get, be that badass mom again. Go back, shake that shit off and just <laughs> like do it again because you can, because we're amazing. Us females are amazing. And I'm, I'm, I'm a big advocate of women. It's, you know, it's huge. I think us women have a lot more than some of us even recognize. Like, we're pretty amazing, amazing human beings. Thank All you right. for sharing your inspiring message at the end. I think it's very lovely for that thing. Woman you. that's going to hear you in the parking lot at Target. I agree. <laughs> so, that's going to be like, I needed this today. Yes, for sure. <laughs>